0: This is What's, What's with, with Washington? Where you ask the questions about our region, about the place we live, about your neighborhood. Anacostia.
1: Prince George's County, Pentagon City, Woodley Park. Columbia Heights.
0: And W A M U Answers. I'm a second-generation Washingtonian.
1: Worth five. This is What's With Washington. I'm Michaela Lafraque. And in this episode, we're taking a long, hard look at our region's fashion choices. We've heard from several people wondering about why Washingtonians don't take more fashion risks. So today, we're asking people why they wear what they wear. What does it mean to be fashionable in the DMV? And my partner on this fashion journey is Jonquin Hill. JQ is a producer here at WAMU. Hey, JQ. Hey, Michaela. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So we wanted to talk with you because you've lived in D.C. for for like 10 years now Mm -hmm. and you've worked in a bunch of different jobs. You've been in a lot of different settings. Um, How has your wardrobe changed over the course of that decade you've been in D.C.? Well, I will definitely
0: say I probably took my most fashion risks when I was a student at Howard. Okay. That was around Lady Gaga era, so it would be nothing to see someone in, like, a fur and giant sparkly heels during homecoming. And then in class, like, you know, you'd see people in crop tops. You'd see people with wild hair and wild shoes and wild clothes. People were not afraid to take risks. So you are in college. You're looking cute, looking fashionable. And then what next? And then I started working. So um, in a lot of my internships, I was either on the Hill or in a very fancy TV newsroom. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of like business dresses and sensible shoes and then changing into heels, a lot of suits, that kind of thing. I very much subscribe to the idea of dressing for the job you want. Um, So it was a lot of like going to Ann Taylor Loft, a lot of going to TJ Maxx and like kind of shuffling through and trying to find as many like cheaply
1: priced Calvin Klein dresses as I could, that I could wear yeah, to make there. myself look fancier there than I was. <laughs> Talk to me a little bit more about Capitol Hill, because from what I understand, there's like some actual dress codes that are still in place, right? Yes. So depending on where you
0: are, um, you have to have your arms covered. So if you're entering the speaker's chamber, for instance, and you're a woman, um, you'll need to put on a sweater. Guys are kind of already in suits. Their arms are already covered. But if you're a woman, you have a little, you have a few more options. But, you know, if it's summertime and you're inside, you have to go ahead and put a sweater on. One, because it's cold, because the temperatures are kept at uh, temperatures for men mm-hmm. and their suits. So we tend to be a little chilly. Classic. Um, and then depending on where you are in the capital, you have
1: to have your arms covered. Um, I think at one point... Covered arms thing seems like such a vestige of the past. Like yes. It is crazy to me that that's still a rule. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is about it. So, so what was your gut reaction when you heard this What's With Washington question? Why don't Washingtonians take fashion risks? Did you agree with it? I mean, being here in D.C.
0: for so long, like, yes, like you see people in their sensible shoes and, you know, their khaki pants and their navy jacket. But also you'll see a ton of people in foam posits and New Balances and Helly Hansen jackets in the winter. Like, who is saying that? People in D.C. don't take fashion risks. So I wanted to know if I was the only person that felt that way. So our producer, Ponzi, and I went out on a Sunday afternoon to check out the fashion scene in D.C. Oh, my God, it's J.Q. I'm coming from church. And so I'm wearing church clothes, which are also like business clothes. They're kind of one in the same. Yeah. So I'm wearing, like, I got this dress at and Taylor Loft, which is very, it's my go-to work thing. I'm c- carrying a Kate Spade bag. I look very
1: D.C. on a weekday right now. So what kind of people were you seeing when you were out on the streets?
0: Being out on a Sunday afternoon where we were, U Street and 14th Street, that kind of intersection, you see two very distinct groups of people. One is the brunch set. So, Mm -hmm. like, they're just kind of, like, cute, fancy, um... Very Instagrammable. The other half are people running errands or like going to workout classes. So maybe it's someone running out of a soul cycle class. So they're in leggings and sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> where did you get your leopard coat? My coat? Yes, your, oh, it has um, a leopard. It doesn't have a cheetah. What, what kind it's of It's a cheetah, I think. Excuse
2: me. Um, no, I got this from, where did
0: I get this baby? Where are we at, oh my gosh. I don't know, it may be in the tag. It's incredible.
2: Zara. Zara. Wow. Zara. Yes.
0: So good. Thank so you. Good. This is a sweater from the thrift store. These shoes are from the thrift store. This bag is from the thrift store.
1: I love that the sunglasses are like heart shaped though. Yeah. And blue.
0: I want to introduce you to two ladies we met who were on their way to brunch that day. <laughs> Can you describe your outfits for us? My like, like what I'm wearing? What are you wearing? Head to toe. Oh. How'd you make these choices this morning?
2: I went into Target cause the mall wasn't open <laughs> and I walked around and I saw this cute tube top. And I said, okay, I've been feeling slim lately so I'm gonna wear it. Um, I also really enjoy like burgundies and um, colors wow. like this, um, and I like to be like, edgy-cute, so I just decided to throw some ripped jeans on, my boots, and a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Um, I think we were going out to brunch, so I had to find something that was
0: movable and warm. We also ran into Brian Siegel, who was out with his brother, he had just gone thrifting. Do you think D.C.
1: is a town where nobody takes fashion risks? I think that that is a misconception for sure. I think that, you know, to the broader kind of country, the perception of DC is that we're all a bunch of preppy kind of uh, bow tie wearing Tucker Carlson types, and that's definitely not the case. So do you, like when we're talking about this question that the, the listeners asked us, do you think that it's important to be risky in order to be called fashionable? Oh, no.
0: Not at all. I mean, okay, this is come with me on this journey. Okay, but if you watch Gossip Girl and Mm -hmm. you look back, Serena's fashion becomes very dated very quickly, Mm -hmm. and Blair just has these good standard pieces where that are kind of timeless. And you're like, yeah, she looks she looked good in the early odds. She looks good now.
1: Blair is like Ann Taylor Loft.
0: Blair is elevated and Taylor. I also think that it's definitely possible to keep things simple and still be really fashionable. Like I think of kind of the norm core trend we have right now. Like it's nothing to see someone in like a pair of sneakers and a pair of mom jeans and like a cute top. And yeah, okay, it's not the most risky thing, but you look good. Michaela. you also got out there Mm -hmm. and asked this question. Where did you go? What did you learn?
1: So the thing that I was really interested in was the, the fashion industry in D.C. Like how people are buying and selling and designing clothes. I went to two different shops to find out how, how it works. Right, I'm heading into the shop made in D.C. in Georgetown. It's a little boutique that sells items by D.C. area makers. And they have these these like amazing, like very funky necklaces, big chunky earrings, um, a lot of like DC branded graphic tees, um, and then also like a whole rack of of like really nice clothing and apparel that's all designed by, by people in D.C. I lost my voice again this morning and I was like, no. oh no, I have an audio interview. <laughs> I meet with the owner, Stacy Price, and have you been to any of the Shop Made in D.C. I have outlets? not. Can okay. you tell me more about that? I can. So there are three of them now. This is their third one, um, and the Georgetown store is much more focused on on apparel and jewelry than the other two stores are. and It ranges from, like, like menswear shirts to these, like, amazing Jean jackets that I absolutely fell in love with. That they're these like vintage jean jackets with these like like big um, fur collars, and then they're all embellished. They're so, so great. So she uses lots of mud cloth. Um, she'll she'll make a design with um, all kinds of different fabrics.
0: Oh, that sounds really cool. So how many designers? are they working with that made in DC?
1: She said that they have almost 110 makers in the Georgetown store, and a lot of those are jewelry and apparel. I think people are looking for unique, interesting, funky things, ways to show their creativity. I mean, I think that
0: um, we're all trying to bust the myth that we're this um, buttoned up city. So right now, what you'll see are um one two three four five different makers on this rack um so we have maven um
1: eco-friendly clothes um uh, for the dc working woman And so these are like a, a cap sleeved yeah cap sleeved dress, cap-sleeved dress um, eco-friendly like fabrics
0: very appropriate for work but not um Ann Taylor Loft.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she's everywhere, that Ann. She's everywhere. <laughs> Crazy, Ann. <laughs> yeah, so, so um, she says she meets these people, oftentimes women, um, and they sell these really cool products. But she has to spend a lot of time coaching them on how to price their stuff and how to scale their business. So mm. for example, she told me about this one designer who was making these really cool earrings out of out of clay. Um, and she was selling them for eight bucks at a craft market. And Stacy was like, No girl, like Now your your earrings sell for $25 and, like, here's why. And here's why you need to value your time in this way. And here's how you're going to get me 100 pairs of them so that we can sell them for for the Christmas rush.
0: Oh, wow. So it sounds like scaling up is, like, a major issue for these designers. But what other kind of issues do designers face?
1: The other um, challenge that people face is finding affordable retail space. So I talked to this woman Anika Hobbs who owns a boutique called Nubian Human over oh, in Anacostia. I know that place. Do you know her? Yeah. Well, I don't know her, but I know that store. Oh, it's great. Um and she she sells stuff from designers all over the world and she's a focus on African prints and designers from Africa. Um but she said that finding affordable retail space for like small stores like hers is really hard. The Anacostia Art Center worked because it was like completely turnkey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have to do anything to open the space. It was
0: literally like bring in your racks, put up your art, bring in your pieces and go. I mean, you think
1: of affordability, but wow, it's impacting these designers too. Right. But she has has kind of subsidized space um, in the Anacostia Art Center. But outside of that space, there isn't really a lot, particularly in, in her neighborhood in Anacostia where she could afford so this was the first time that she was able to actually like have a boutique was because she was getting support from the city and she said there could be a lot more of that around here. Shop Made in DC and Nubian Human were only the first stops on my journey to figuring out the fashion scene in the DMV and coming up after the break we are going to head back to school, fashion school, and to the runway.
2: Hi, it's Diane. The next meeting of my book club is on Wednesday, May 31st at 1 p.m. Eastern. I'll host a discussion of Mad Honey by Jody Pico and Jennifer Finney Boylan, followed by a conversation with the authors. Find out more and register at
1: slash book club. Hey, it's Ponzi, and I lead the podcast team here at WAMU. You may have noticed that we've been pretty busy putting out a lot of new podcasts lately. Dish City, Unprecedented, and of course, What's With Washington. These new projects are made possible because of the financial support of listeners just like you. We have so many more questions to answer on What's With Washington, and with your support, we can keep things going here in podcast land. Just click the link in the show notes to make a gift today, and thanks. JQ, we're back. Hey. Hello again. It is time to head to fashion school. Mm, Are you excited? Back, back to, to class. class. So I, when I was reporting this story, I found out that there's actually only one fashion design and merchandising school in the whole D.C. region. Um, and it's at Marymount University in Arlington. Mm, Have okay. you heard of it? No. Well... I went out there and talked to three students, Charlene, Lorena, and Valeria, and we sat in one of their classrooms, which was like my my college classrooms were just like desks and chairs, but theirs have like a ton of sewing machines, they have fabric samples tacked on the walls, they have mannequins. Ooh. They had like a bucket full of like mannequin arms, which was <laughs> I just spooky. imagine
0: the room from Project Runway and like yes. Tim Gunn comes in and tells them to make it work. Make it work. <laughs> My name is
2: Valeria Falcon. Um, I am a senior here at Marymount. Yeah, ever since I was seven years old, my mom, like, if you ask her, she's like, yeah, you said you wanted to be a doctor of clothes. Like, (laughs) I didn't know how to say fashion design. But ever since I was, like, seven years old, I've always wanted to be a fashion designer.
1: Oh, that's so (laughs) That's so cute. My name is
2: Lorena Ponce. I am 21, and I am from Riverdale, Maryland. Going to Metro, it's mostly, like, they're just wearing suits. So it is kind of hard to find an internship, well, design-wise, where um you can pattern make and, like, create something. Um, but I did an internship over the summer with Pattern Sample pattern Samples Sew, and I believe she's the only manufacturer in D.C. She made me sew some garments that there are designers here in the DMV area, but I'm not allowed to say who (laughs) but but like seeing it on their Instagram and like okay I saw that so that makes me like happy. (laughs) I want further designers to grow from DC or the DMV area and I don't know I would like I'm so I want to see people's dreams like and their creativity come to life.
1: So Charlene and Lorena and Valeria were all busy preparing for the spring fashion show at Marymount, but we couldn't wait until spring to go see a fashion show, so we actually found a DC fashion show to go to. Ooh. If you could believe it. A DC fashion show, and it's not the impeachment inquiry? <laughs> no, it was like high fashion, like couture, uh, there was a runway, the whole, the whole shebang. So I talked to Remy Wallace. She's the creative director of District of Fashion, and right off the bat, she surprised me because she was talking about what, um, what Capital W Washington like. Capitol Hill Washington is wearing. People should know that fashion also exists here. People have to go to galas. Um, it's a very political city um, so they're looking for an outfit to go to that. A uh, lot of events going on um, so therefore it's it's here and, and people need to know. Are there a lot of um, homegrown fashion designers that are from this region that you're excited about? Absolutely. We've had um, amazing designers for each of our shows. Um, at least 10, 10 to 14 designers per show. So, yeah, they're here. What kind of outfits did you see at this fashion show? Um, there was a lot of very elevated menswear. A lot of men wearing, like, really nice, like, like velour blazers and, like, a very fitted pants. You know, the kind that where you can, like, see your very cool socks Ooh. and your fancy, like, alligator shoes. I can already tell that people are putting their best uh, foot forward and, uh pretty much embodying their own style this evening, so I'm excited to see even more. Um, It's definitely a place to be this evening and to be seen. And I also met a fashion designer named Afwa Sam.
2: I've been in the D.C. area for 24 years, so I kind of know how the fashion evolved um, before uh, Michelle Obama came and after, so, but I think within that period it became more fashionable in terms of um, because she also liked dressing so then it cannot get to the with the culture but I think most importantly is the culture yeah. there's so many different ethnicity here mm-hmm. in DC and so that brings different types of fashion which you can really pinpoint but it's different and it's
1: fun I really liked that idea that that you know dc um is this melting pot in a lot of ways yeah. and a lot of cultures are coming in and affecting our fashion scene
0: yeah i mean i think i don't know i just think of like the influence i mean we so have so many like west african immigrants who live in the region and just like the impact that that has or like the impact that ethiopian immigrants have on the region or mm-hmm. like people from all these different places like what impact they're having on the fashion we wear here <laughs> jq yes we've been on a real journey wow we've gone a lot of places we've been here we've been there (laughs) we've been everywhere what what have you learned um i learned that people in dc do take fashion risks um and those risks maybe just look different from what other
1: cities risks look like Mm -hmm. i've learned that we love ann taylor loft (laughs) we love her (laughs) and we shouldn't be ashamed of it no it's okay to love ann taylor loft (laughs) she's a practical gal This episode was produced by Ponce Rutch, Patrick Fort, Ruth Tam, Julia Karen, and me, Michaela LaFrac. Our theme music is by Ben Privett, who also mixed today's show. You can browse the many, many questions that we've answered at our website, wamu.org slash what's with. Better yet, you should submit a question yourself. We would really love to hear from you. WAMU's general manager is J.J. Yore. Andy McDaniel oversees all the content we make here. If you love What's With Washington, tell a friend, please we would so appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening. See you next time.